time circuits on, flux capacitor, fluxing, engine running. All right. No. No, no, no. Not this time. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. This time. Come on. Welcome, Western Fellowship and the online community. Whether you're catching us on our YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook, or um, audio podcast. Today we will start from 1 John, reading from 1 John 5 through 10. We are in the YouVersion Bible app, available in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You can follow along, take notes and reference the Bible during the service. We have daily bread devotionals available on the back table. Uh, Feel free to pick one up if you haven't done so already. And we have offering plates available on the back table for those that choose to give today. If you prefer to give online, you can do so through our website at westendfellowship.org or through the Church Center app. And if you prefer to text, you can text. uh, um, You you can do that by texting the amount you want to give to 84321. This is the message we have heard from him and uh, proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus His son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Let us bow our heads in in prayer. Heavenly Father, we gather here today with hearts open to your word and uh, and minds eager to understand your teachings. We thank you for the blessings of this day, for the opportunity to come together in fellowship, and for the gift of your love that surrounds us. As we embark on this new series, we ask for your guidance to illuminate our path and enrich our understanding. Help us to be attentive, receptive, and responsive to the messages you have for us. 
grant us the wisdom to apply your teachings to our lives and the courage to live out our faith authentically. We invite your Holy Spirit to move among us, to inspire us, and to stir within us a deeper longing for you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, I trust you all enjoyed that clip from Back to the Future. You know it's funny when you, when you think about it, how much drama can be centered around a car? I mean, poor, poor Marty McFly, all he wanted was to travel through time, and he ended up with car trouble. Uh, if only he had a trusty mechanic in the 1950s. Well, I've got a confession to make. I'm about as mechanically inclined as a ham sandwich. When it comes to uh, fixing cars, I'm the kind of guy who pops open the hood, stares at the engine for a good five minutes, and then decides the best course of action is to close the hood and call a professional. But despite my lack of automotive prowess, I've learned a few things about cars. One of them is the importance of those little warning lights on the dashboard. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? Those lights that we often ignore until we're stranded on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck. Yeah, guilty as charged. In, in this new series we're starting, we're going to be looking at those warning lights, uh, not on our cars, but in our spiritual lives. Much like our uh, car's warning lights alert us to problems, there are indicators in our spiritual lives that alert us when something's off, when we might need some maintenance or when we're running on empty. Today, we're going to start with one of the most dreaded lights on any dashboard, the check engine light. Now, I don't know about you, but when that light comes on in my car, I, I get a sinking feeling in my stomach. It could mean anything, right? Maybe it's something small, or maybe it's something that's going to have me digging deep into my pockets. But you know, in our spiritual lives, that check engine light is just as important, and often it's, it's alerting us to something we'd rather ignore, sin. So, so let's dive in, shall we? Buckle up, because we're about to take a journey uh, under the hood of our spiritual lives. Our first stop on this journey is, is to understand what exactly that check engine light is all about. In our cars, the light comes on when the vehicle's computer detects a problem that it can't correct on its own. It's a signal that something's wrong under the hood and needs our attention. The issue could be a minor one, or it could be a significant problem that, if left unchecked, could lead to serious damage. This is remarkably similar to the role sin plays in our lives. Sin, like that check engine light, signals that something's wrong, 
something's off balance. It's the indicator that we've strayed from God's path, and we need to address it before it leads to severe spiritual damage. In Romans 3.23, Paul writes, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This verse reminds us that we all have that check engine light. None of us are immune to sin. It's a universal problem that we all grapple with. And just like ignoring our car's warning light can lead to significant issues, ignoring sin in our lives can have serious spiritual consequences. In James 1.15, it says, Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. This is a stark reminder of the potential consequences of unaddressed sin in our lives. But just as our car's check engine light is there to prevent further damage, so too is the recognition of sin in our lives. It's not there to condemn us, but to guide us back on the right path uh, to, to the mechanic, if you will, who can correct the problem. And who is that mechanic? It's God. Through his grace and forgiveness, he can address the sin that our spiritual check engine light is signaling. But to do that, we first have to recognize and acknowledge that the light is on. We have to be willing to pop the hood of our lives and take a hard look inside. Now, so as we delve deeper into this concept today, uh, I want you to think about what your check engine light might be signaling. And remember, there's no shame in having that light on. We all have it. The, the important part is not to ignore it, but to recognize it and take it uh, to the one mechanic who can truly fix whatever's wrong. Now, once we've understood uh, w that the check engine light in our spiritual lives is a signal of sin, the next step is to recognize our sins. Just as a car's diagnostic tool would identify the problem when the check engine light is on, we too need a diagnostic tool for our spiritual lives. And that tool is the Word of God. In Hebrews 4.12, uh, it says, For the Word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Reading and reflecting on God's word can help us identify the sin that's triggering our spiritual check engine light. But... Recognizing sin is just the first step. Uh, what do we do once we've identified it? We confess it. 
1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This verse is a powerful reminder that confession is not just about acknowledging our sins, but also about experiencing God's forgiveness and purification. Confession uh, is like taking your car to the mechanic. It's about admitting there's a problem uh, and asking for help to fix it. And the beautiful part about confession is that we have a mechanic, God, who is always ready and willing to help us repair the damage caused by sin. He doesn't turn us away or condemn us for our mistakes. Instead, he embraces us, forgives us, and sets us on the path to healing and restoration. But confession uh, isn't just about saying, I messed up. It's about turning away from that sin that's causing the check engine light in our spiritual lives. This, this is where repentance comes in. In Acts 3.19, Peter tells the people, Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Repentance is, is about more than just of feeling sorry for our sins. It's about turning away from them and turning towards God. It's about making a U-turn in our spiritual journey, stopping in our tracks, turning around, and heading in a new direction. So as we continue to explore uh, what our spiritual uh, engine light is telling us, I encourage you to take some time to reflect on what sins you need to confess and where you need to make a U-turn in your life. Remember, our God is a God of grace and forgiveness, ready to help us repair and restore our spiritual lives. Let's take these steps, not with a sense of guilt or shame, but with a sense of hope and anticipation for the healing and restoration that comes through confession and repentance. Now, let's take a moment to understand what it truly means to confess our sins. In the Bible, the act of confession involves acknowledging our sins before God and seeking his forgiveness. The book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 13, provides in insight into this. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Biblical confession is more than just saying the words. It is an honest acknowledgement, a sincerity of heart, and a willingness to let go of the sin that we confess. Once we've confessed our sins, the next step in the process is a repentance. Repentance is not just feeling sorry about our sins. It's more than regret. It's a genuine change of mind and heart about sin leading to a change in action. 
Luke 13, 3 says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. In Acts 3, 19 through 20, we read, Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Repentance is turning away from our sins and turning back to God. It's, it's a commitment to follow him and live according to his word. Confession and repentance go hand in hand in our walk with God. When we confess our sins, we acknowledge our wrongdoings and our need for God's mercy. When we repent, we make a conscious decision to turn away from sin and move closer to God. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, in confessing and repenting, uh, we express our sincere regret for our sins and our earnest desire to do better. It's a transformative process that brings us closer to God, aligns us with his will, and sets us on a path towards spiritual growth and maturity. Once we confess our sins and repent, we step into the overwhelming grace of God. God's grace is his unmerited favor, meaning it, it is not something we earn or deserve, but it is a gift freely given because of his love for us. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 tells us, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God not a result of works, so that no one may boast. God's grace is evident in his forgiveness. When we confess our sins and repent, God forgives us. 1 John 1.9 reinforces this, this promise. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Understand that God's forgiveness is complete and total. Oh, once he has forgiven us, our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. When we heed our spiritual check engine light and respond appropriately, we experience a profound sense of freedom and peace. The burden of guilt is lifted and we can experience the fullness of joy in God's presence. This freedom and peace should be our motivation to continually check our spiritual health, confess our sins, and repent. As we do so, we maintain a healthy relationship with God and continue to grow in His grace. 
God's forgiveness not only removes our sins, but also restores our relationship with him. In Luke 15, we read about the prodigal son who squandered his inheritance but was warmly welcomed back by his father. The parable illustrates God's love for us, his longing to forgive and restore us to fellowship with him. When we repent and turn back to God, he celebrates our return and restores us. There, there is joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Luke, Luke 15, 7 says, Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. God's grace uh, is his unmerited favor toward us. Even though we are sinners, God loves us and offers us forgiveness. But this forgiveness isn't automatic. It's a gift that we must accept, and it comes when we confess our sins and turn away from them. There is extraordinary freedom and peace that comes from knowing we are forgiven. It's like a weight lifted off our shoulders. When we truly understand the depth of God's forgiveness, it changes us. Psalm 32, 1 through 2 says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. The, uh, this scripture communicates the joy and relief that comes from being forgiven. Our spiritual check engine light is resolved and we can move forward in freedom knowing that our sins have been forgiven by God's grace. Living in God's grace means walking in the freedom that his forgiveness provides. It means embracing a life released from the bondage of sin and guilt. In Romans 6.14, oh, we read, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Living under God's grace, we are no longer slaves to sin. We are free to live a life pleasing to God, a life characterized by joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, as described in Galatians 5, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. We are free to become the people God created us to be, living in alignment with his will and his purposes for our lives. Now, as we draw to a close, let's reflect on our journey today. 
Just like Marty McFly's DeLorean uh, in Back to the Future needed attention when it has trouble starting, our spiritual check engine light calls for immediate attention too. It's a sign, an indicator that something is not right, that we veered off course just like Marty did in the course of his wild time travel adventures. Now, we've explored the importance of recognizing our spiritual check engine light, our sins. We've discussed the the process of confession and repentance and the extraordinary grace of God that brings forgiveness and freedom. We've seen that just as the DeLorean needed fixing to continue its journey through time, Our spiritual lives require maintenance and attention uh, to keep us on the right path. Now, as we step into the week ahead, I want to encourage each of you to take some quiet moments to examine your own lives. Look for any unaddressed check engine lights. Remember, these are not signs of failure but indicators for areas of growth, opportunities for us to draw closer to God. Don't ignore these warning lights. Don't keep driving and risk breakdown. Instead, pull over, seek God's presence, confess your sins, repent and turn back to Him. Uh, Allow His grace to wash over you, to repair and renew your spirit. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, let us enter into a moment of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you today, humbled and grateful for your presence in our lives. You are the great mechanic who sees the warning lights flashing in our hearts, the silent signals of sin that need your touch. We confess, Lord, that sometimes we ignore these alerts. Like drivers who disregard the check engine light, we continue down the road, hoping the problems will correct themselves. But we know, Father, that it is only through your grace and mercy that we can find true correction and healing. Lord, we thank you for the gift of forgiveness through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Just like a car needing servicing, we need your forgiveness and purification to run the course of life smoothly. Today, we confess our sins before you. We name them and bring them into the light, not hiding or ignoring them. We ask that you would forgive us, cleanse us, and guide us on the path of righteousness. Help us, Lord, to have the courage to respond to the warning lights in our spiritual lives. Give us the strength to turn from our sins and to follow you more closely. As we close this time of sharing and learning, we pray that your word continues to resonate within us. May we carry these lessons into our daily lives, always attentive to the check engine light of our soul, always ready to confess, repent, and allow your love to transform us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen.